Yep. And we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Survivor Buffs hosting the episode three recap, Survivor 41. We're covering it. Um, I'm sorry that we didn't do it the day after. Uh, Adam is still stuck in the woods in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. I'm still moving in. But it's going to return to normal soon. And our day after thing is now me doing power ranking. So check that out, too. Um, yep. But until things go back to normal, we are recapping right now. Before we get started, guys, if you're watching, make sure you comment. Tell us what you think about this episode. Leave a like, subscribe, and then a new shiny thing that's next mm-hmm. to the subscribe button. You can become a member. Press that join button next to the subscribe button, and you can pay a $5 tier or a $10 tier, and it comes with perks with it. You can become a Reality Pop member. Um, shout out Barry Dean, our one member right now. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, Barry Dean. Hey, you know, five years from now when we have 1,000 members, Barry Dean will uh, remember, uh, will always be remembered as being our very first. And right. uh, anyone watching this right now can be our very second. That's right. So do it. You get uh, some really cool tiers. Um, most of our Survivor interviews are not live. They're pre-recorded because uh, they're at weird hours to fit everyone's schedule. But uh, if you're a member, one of the perks you get is you get to watch them early. And if you're a $10 member, you actually will have the opportunity to sit in on them. Uh, for example, our next interview is going to be with the Jonathan Penner. And uh, if you become a member, you would get an opportunity to join uh, the interview. You'd kind of like be in the background, but you'd uh, get a chance to, you know, say hi, maybe ask him a question. Um, So, yeah, if you go to our channel page right next to subscribe, it'll say join. Uh, Go ahead and do that. All right. I think we've covered everything. You ready to get into the episode? Episode three. You don't want to talk about uh, baseball, St. Louis Cardinals? I don't want to talk about it, Adam. Oh, man. I knew it was going to happen. I predicted it, and Mm. we're just going to move on with it. I wasn't too convinced (laughs) the Cardinals were going to do too well in the playoffs anyway. So it it was no shock to me. Mm -hmm. Had a nice little moment there where we were, you know, beating the Dodgers and just ninth inning cried. Anyways, who cares? Who cares about Cardinals baseball? It's over. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um so yeah, in- interesting episode here. Uh, once again, they kind of threw something new at us. You know, all the last like, I think a lot of people are gonna remember the '30s as like the era where like every season there was like a new thing. But the thing that the way they structured it in the '30s was you knew from like episode one what that what all the thing or the things were. With '41, they're kind of structuring it in a way where it's like every episode it's like, oh, what's the new thing this episode? Which, to be honest, so far has not been uh, the worst. We'll see you know, if it continues, if it starts to like get old. But so far, in my opinion, I, I, I've, I've, you know, I think they've been they've been keeping it pretty pretty grounded. What do you think? Um. Yeah. The twists. The only criticism I can have for the twists thus far is sometimes it can be confusing. Um, yeah. Mainly, mainly with the split decision aspect of these twists that we're seeing. And mm-hmm. also another criticism that I 
also share in agreements with with a lot of social media is like people the whole time it feels like it feels like really late 30s like everybody's complaining these idols are literally so easy to find and yeah. what do they do this episode they <laughs> place it literally just on the ground in camp i mm -hmm. get that you wanted them to be found within 24 hours like i understand that still and what would happen if they weren't that would have been embarrassing i know i know <laughs> And they definitely placed it in a way in which you literally couldn't miss it. If it was a snake, it would bite you. Yeah. But it still, it's like the criticisms have been, it's too easy to find this crap. And now yeah. you're just making it easier. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest. For some, for most of the episode, I was convinced that Brad had three like advantages. And then Why? I was like, oh, wait, he only has two. It was like there was so much going on that I was like, wait, how many? What does he have again? He had um, an advantage, an advantage, and a disadvantage. Yeah. Because the beware of And a potential idol. Potential idol. Yeah, he had the extra vote. Yeah. The, the three-way shared idol, but because of that, he had no vote. So he had an advantage, advantage, and a disadvantage. And honestly... I feel like no vote is harsh. Maybe like you lose your vote for like the first one, you know, like the, when you find it, but like to lose your vote up until everybody does the phrase thing to me is like, if geez, this is giving a, up a lot, if this is a lesson to anybody watching survivor at home, that's going to be on the show later, which hopefully will be some of us. It mm. hopefully you guys know, if you see a beware advantage, do what nobody has done yet and leave it. <laughs> yeah. I've said it since beware advantages were introduced into the game. Losing your vote is not worth it. Risking mm -hmm. it is not worth it. People that would risk their vote over at Island of the Idols, I would have never done that crap. That's why I had respect for uh, Janet Carvin for not risking her vote in a challenge at Island of the Idols, which was so rare. And I was like, that's actually really yeah. smart of Janet in season 39. It's how you should play the game. You need to play it safe. Your vote is power. You can't lose it. And, yeah. you know, we've seen as soon as somebody picks up a beware advantage, they either go right out of the game or right to the bottom. Yep. Yeah, uh, the opening scenes where they had, like, all the um, the finding of these advantages, um, I do like how they edit it because they showed each tribe for, what, like, maybe two, three minutes, but they – they um they edited it in a way that it was so clear what the um tribe dynamics were and like who was on the bottom like when they did the yellow um because it was uh, who found it for yellow Tiffany Evie Tiffany Tiffany yeah yeah so when she found it she uh you know it was it was kind of like a joint thing between Evie and Liana so it very firmly showed you that you know Xander was at the bottom you know when Brad found it. Uh, with green um it showed that uh you know he was kind of on the outs with him saying like oh the uh the cool kids are like talking and having fun down at the beach because um the first episode would have led you to believe that brad was more established and jd was kind of on the outs but it seems like over the last uh, couple i guess days for them um jd has sort of like replaced brad and jd realizes it brad i think doesn't because he goes ahead and reveals that he finds it to um evie who like 
was with him when he found it, but like, yeah, well, he revealed it to Evie first, or not Evie, um, Chantel. Jeannie. Oh, yeah, Jeannie no, and then Chantel. But Jeannie, and like, she was like there when he found it, but she was like 20 feet away and he easily could have hit it. So he shared it with her and shared it with Chantel. And I'm sure we're going to talk later about Brad and giving up information, but. Um, and then with the Blue Tribe, you know, Sydney found it. And uh, very clearly, um, it's very clear that Sydney is like locked in uh, with uh, Danny, Deshaun, and Heather. And uh, Nasir seems to be very clearly the one on the outs on the Blue Tribe. So I do like how with all the advantage, the, the opening advantage scenes, it like bounced between the three tribes and like give us a clear like here's who's here's who's allied and here's who is um, at the bottom. It was cool is with blue and yellow, it was someone in the majority alliance that found it, and with green, it was someone not in. So it gave you that kind of like um, that that variety. So um, I think it was an interesting start to the episode. Yeah, very interesting start. You know, you get the dynamics with the seer. Unfortunately, our boy is finding himself on the bottom because <laughs> of double agent Sydney. Um, but we'll see how that shakes out if they ever end up losing a challenge, which it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, What's up with it, these flashbacks? Yeah, I know. That was interesting. I, I, I feel like they've done that before, like once. Like in Winners at War or something. Tyson. Didn't it happen with Tyson? Or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? It was like on um, on the edge. Tyson like found the... Uh, found... Um, Boston Rob. Was it Rob? It was Boston Rob. He found all the fire tokens. And he was... They all go up, look for it. And they're not there. And he's like, well, I already went up there before and looked mm. and got them all. You know, so... Yeah, yeah. What do you think yeah. about I like the editing. I like the editing style, but, mm-hmm. but it's like we were talking about before we went live. It's like I just I feel like they're struggling to find time to give us the camp life and mm-hmm. the strategy and get to know the castaways. Um, because one, there is three tribes, and I get it's a lot to cover, but also you're spending so much time on these advantages and on these summits, and it's cutting into the time so so you're giving us these weird edits and like these flashbacks and all this stuff i'm not the biggest fan of it um and i know a lot of people share my sentiments on social media about you know these advantages are starting to get a little too much um but i liked the flashback you know i just wish they were consistent in their editing because like in episode one they did the whole like cinematic slow-mo stuff and then it was they didn't do that at all on episode was, two or three. yeah in like in like the cinematic slow-mo stuff was epic and you know, yeah it's not it's not just because you and i were watching it with so many other fans in that mm-hmm. and at the at the cast party it was yeah, yeah. because it, it truly is epic you know like yeah the beginning was giving people chills legit like even for the mm-hmm. five seconds that the um survivor theme song came on like, everybody was like oh my gosh and now you're like giving us like these dopey flashbacks and like all this crap i don't know i'm be consistent i agree with you but also like please i just want to see camp life please i just want to see like the dynamics like i i feel like i haven't heard erica speak a word like i haven't (laughs) or heather or heather i know and like 
Brad wasn't getting a big edit until this episode, and that's when I kind of figured he was going to go home because he was literally getting so many confessionals. I was like, there's no way this yeah. dude's going home. It was a lot. Yeah, same thing with the um, – in episode one, they did the thing where they showed, uh, like, production, showed cameras and stuff, and I was like, okay, this could be cool. But, like, uh, same thing. It's like episodes two and three, they – haven't done it at all. And now with the flashback thing, it came out of nowhere. They didn't do it episode one, didn't do it in two, and now it's in three. I feel like they need to like stick to like one or two things and like be consistent about it because it's a it's it's sort of feeling like this season is like they just kind of threw everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Which I mean, I, I guess it is like a new era, but um, you know, they did the same thing with Borneo and it worked, and they did the same thing kind of like in the Samoa heroes and villains, uh era and it worked um it seems like now with this new era start it's like they don't know where they want to go with it so they're just trying a bunch of stuff and then waiting to see how it is at the end of the season which maybe long term is actually going to be a good thing but with this first season it's feeling like sensory overload at least at least to me i don't know yeah no same and it feels that way to a lot of people and i've just been surprised at how much like these twists are confusing literal ex players of the show. Yeah. They're like, they're like, so you get a tarp if you all say tarp, but if it's a split decision, then you don't get a tarp. And it's like trying mm-hmm. to, if I like a twist is a twist and that's fine. And like these advantages are advantages and that's fine. But you're doing mm-hmm. stuff like this. If people at home are like not grasping what, the right. advantage is it's not that good of an advantage yeah yeah i was i i had to like pause it when sydney was like reading it um because it's to them it's like the players understand it but i feel like in actuality the players had to like read the clue like 10 times just to understand well, it even then and, probably had to ask the producers and, and you still and even after they have to have brad explain it in a confessional so yeah I was like, I was like, it's so confusing. Brad is having to explain it, right? Again, yeah. Um, but speaking of Brad, I mean, he had a pretty good morning this episode. Uh, probably as good a morning as bad a night as you can have in the game because he found uh, the advantage and then he found uh, the three-way idol. And I'll be honest, when he found the idol. And learned about the phrase. I was like really hyped to see like the challenge intro, which is like something no one ever gets hyped about. It's like a it's like one of those parts of the show that like you know tribal council is like hyped up. Like, oh, are you gonna win the challenge? That's hype. But when Jeff asks like the two or three questions before the challenge starts, that's not like typically a moment that people get excited for. And with the phrases, it's um it, it is that now. Um, so I'll be honest. When, when Brad got the clue and he was like, oh, Xander said that, and they did the flashback, I I, I, I like that. I thought that was cool. Um, I, can't, I can't wait to hear Xander say it again. Um, yeah. But I like how he did it in a way where he didn't just say it again. He like, you know, quote, he's like, I'll say it again, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And Brad did a terrible job of saying it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, did he say you know, it? Did he say the right thing? He didn't even say the phrase. That's a funny thing. Do you have to like word for word say the phrase? I wonder if you like mess up we'll a word. Know, because he got yeah. voted out. Um, but the, the yeah. phrase was, you know, I think it was 
you know, I just realized Brock, uh, broccoli is just a bunch of small trees. And then he went, you know, Jeff, my hair is all, you know, I'm like, what are you saying, Brad? Um, yeah. But yeah it, he didn't even say the phrase, which is a funny thing. He never said, like, it just occurred to me. So he didn't actually say it, but it is a complex phrase. I get it. Yeah. Now, I, you can say his day started off great, and I'll agree with you because he played mm-hmm. that – um. He played the summit. I guess there was a summit when they all met up very well. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Tiffany really strong armed right off the beginning, which is typical Tiffany. Um, And uh, it seemed like it seemed like Sydney and Tiffany were not feeling each other's energy. And Brad was just kind of a fly on the wall, which is the best thing to be, which is not, you know, he was Sydney just kind of asked him, like, are you going to take the extra vote? And he's like, yeah, you know, so um yeah, I was yeah. actually surprised. I was actually surprised though that um Tiffany went for the tarp. Um did Tiff I thought Tiffany went for the she didn't go for the steal about? Oh, okay. Um it surprised me because she was so adamant. Um, mm. but she said in a confessional in that episode, she was just like, I would just don't trust that Sydney's gonna take the tarp, even though she did. It's weird because they added it in a way where you didn't know what she chose or what you really they added it in a way where you only knew what Brad chose until they went to their tree mail the next day, which is interesting because um, between that and the flashback stuff, it seems like there's been multiple times with this season where the contestants know things and things happen where we don't learn them till later. And that's weird because during the promo, they said it was going to be the other way around this season. They said, you'll learn things before the contestants do. And it's kind of been the other way. So I don't know. It's, it's been, a, it's been, it's been a weird. I, where's the monster? <laughs> exactly. Can we sue CBS for false advertising? I haven't seen a monster yet. Yeah. The monster in a horror movie. And then they're like, oh, even if you get things, you might not actually get them. But so far, everyone's gotten, right? Has anyone lost anything that they've, like, besides Flint? But that's not, like, an advantage. I don't know. I just, I don't know. know. Losing Flint, not a lot of, you know, rewards, all that stuff. I mean, that has been true. Yeah. We haven't seen anybody just absolutely fall out and die yet from from exhaustion, so that's good. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. but yeah, Brad sort of becomes like what Xander is to yellow. He sort of becomes that with uh, with a green because thinks he's in a good position in a majority. But he it's but in actuality, it's everyone and then him, just like it is with yellow with Liana, Tiffany, and Evie, and Xander on the outs. It's the same thing with green. With it seems like Ricard. Well, I guess Jenny, Jeannie isn't really with anyone. Jeannie every. When I did you know? the power rankings, when I power ranked every single player after this episode, I put Jeannie at the bottom of everybody because you just, what is she doing? Yeah. Who was your top three? Top three. I, yeah. And the power rankings, the top three was Danny, Evie, Evie, and Chantel. Chantel. I yeah. feel like that's pretty solid. Yeah. Danny's been, um, I, I, I like Danny. Um, I've noticed on Instagram, there's a lot of like he's doing his own merch now. It's like Team Danny and stuff. So maybe uh, I'm not saying maybe he wins, but 
it's uh, there's, there's there's some there's some there's some potential there. There um, is. Um, yeah, but uh, well, also yeah. to, also to compare Brad to Xander, same thing where Xander gets not only thinks he's in a better position than he is, but uh, in thinking that he reveals all of his information and it's, you know, I mean, kind of like the golden rule of the show is that the most valuable thing in the game is information. It's what, you know, it's the, it's the, it's, you know, not talking about fire tokens. Information is the true currency of the show. And if you give your information away, you're giving all of your worth in the game away. So once everyone and you're, and in doing so you're painting yourselves as a threat. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, Brad found an idol. Is he going to find an idol again? Is he going to use it against me? You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like Brad didn't need to reveal his stuff to Jeannie and Chantel. And he revealed both of them to both. I don't know. That just, Xander did the same it, thing. JD said it himself. Uh, you know, when you find an advantage, you don't tell anybody. It seems to be like every person who is really into strategy, you know, people who might, you know, mm-hmm. you know, JD's the type to watch podcasts about survivor strategy and all that. And, yeah. you know, the golden rule that usually gets repeated in those podcasts and strategy books and all that is you don't tell people about your advantages. And <laughs> I agree with that. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't let my advantage hang on my pants, but we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but oh, man. when it comes to Brad, it's like there is. I do believe that there's some instances where it's okay to show advantages or flash. Yeah, advantages. of course. I, I do believe there's some instances. Not saying I would ever do it myself, but for other people, sure. Um, the mm-hmm. thing is, should Brad have just flashed one to keep his threat level low? Um, because he found those two beware advantages. He actually mm-hmm. found one that was pretty good that that gave him an extra vote. He probably shouldn't have taken the second one, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, also, should have used the extra vote. Well, he couldn't because he lost his. Um, that's why his extra well, vote. Huh? Can you? Well, they didn't. Can you use your extra vote even if he, you've lost? He said he couldn't use it. He couldn't use oh, it. Oh, okay. You can't use your spot in the dark. You can't use your extra vote when you don't have a vote. Period. So, um, for Brad, like he's screwed because he picks up that second beware advantage so would it be good to flash the extra vote to chantel to kind of let her know hey i i trust you here's as opposed to jd who you know you find out later um yeah there's a lot of of things that you could have done strategically that brad didn't do i was just about to say i was just about to say this uh exploder jc said uh he should have gave his steal about to genie i feel like brad had like four ways to not go home this episode and chose none of none of them. So I agree. But it's because also- like he obviously wasn't a huge player as far as like he wasn't like a strategic mastermind or anything. Wasn't a great social player. Didn't seem like he was vibing well with a lot of people. But I I, uh, I did like Brad. I think he's a fun guy and clearly a huge fan of, of the I show. Loved, very passionate. I loved the Ferris Bueller's Day Off moment. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird because uh, the whole thing with sneaking off into a boat. Um, did Sydney was the only one that really like didn't that like had to sneak, you know? Because everyone, you know, Leon and Jeannie knew about Brad sneaking off. Um, 
Leon or yeah, Liana and Evie knew that Tiffany was gonna sneak off. So like Sydney was the only one that actually sneaked off, and it was like she just got up and walked, and there was the boat. Well, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like Tony and Sarah yeah. when they did that whole like you know stealth mission thing. That also kind of ended up not being as exciting as I think they hoped it would be. But no, probably not. Also because Sydney's tribe is in the woods, and all she had to do was walk out like she's <laughs> taking a pee, and you yeah. Know, go to the go to the shore it's a bit harder for brad because they were sleeping on the shore mm-hmm. and then um for tiffany everybody knew obviously so yeah. um yeah i but um when it comes to flat i, I want i wanted to know what your opinion was because like this was like a trending tweet it mm-hmm. was talking about how and we can talk about this too that you know Chantel gets mad at jd later on for not yeah. telling about the advantage, saying that, um, you know, you need to tell your alliance about your advantages. Brad does the exact thing and that's, and then gets voted off. Do you think Chantel right. made the right move? Yeah. I do think she made the right move because I feel like JD now feels like um, he owes Chantel something. It's like and what I feel like, said. And I feel like if JD ever has information that Chantel doesn't have, he's going to give it to her. So I do feel like Chantel made, and I feel like Brad just posed an overall bigger threat to her was, winning the game. Than I was confused as to who was going to go home because they were giving JD the goofball edit because he's, yeah. you know, we get to the challenge and they come to the end where they're all pretty <laughs> even ball, and then yeah. doing the bean bags and he's laying <laughs> up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what, Didn't he airball one? Huh? Did he airball one too? Oh yeah, he airballed a few, I think. Oh man. And you know, they're giving him like the goofball edit. Brad comes in like a hero and almost puts him back in it after being, you know, yeah. it's like zero to four, and then Brad goes up and you know starts sinking him. But uh, so I thought JD was gonna go home for all that, and then also he got the yeah. sob story saying, I just want to be what Wu was to me, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so, but uh yeah, I was I didn't want to see Brad go home. So, yeah, I well, and JD too. I mean, honestly, JD might honestly be my like player. I've been enjoying the most. Like him. I've this enjoyed. Year. I've enjoyed JD the most, and I think that JD is like the epitome of what it would be like if a young Survivor super fan went on the show. Yeah, right. Because I think he's trying so hard. <laughs> to be like what you know the idols that he's had before he's trying so hard to be that ozzy malcolm everybody that he said he looks up to i think he's trying so hard and mm-hmm. not doing too well so far but right, it's, yeah. it's like it's like cute yeah well it's and this is honestly one of the most like interesting things about the game is the fact that like if you have either important information or an advantage or both and you reveal it instantly, you're seen as a threat. And then it's like, Oh, that was a bad move. But if you're like JD and kept it a secret since he, but then got caught, that now seems like a bad move. So it's almost kind of like the best thing to do is not reveal information and if you choose that route, like you never can, unless you become like locked in with someone like Tony and Sarah on winners at war level locked, 
unless you're like that, it seems like in this game, it's like never good to tell anybody anything. Like it's almost like if you, it's almost like if you, if, if you find an idol with someone there with you, it's like you're doomed. Yeah, you know, like, and then for you, a good thing. You, yeah, and if they're close to you, like like in Winter's at War when Ben tried to hide the idol from Tony and he got caught red-handed because Tony's like, I see, you have it. And he's like, <laughs> we found it. Like, that was so awkward to me. Like, that was that was such an yeah. awkward moment. Um, Ben's like, yeah, you like that? Tony's like, uh, I would like it better if you wouldn't have tried to hide it from me. They gave yeah. him a hug. And Tony's like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. But if you can keep a secret, if you can keep an advantage of secret, I do agree with what JD was saying. You don't tell anybody. But, dude, if you have an advantage, play it close to your chest, not out of your pants. Well, what's interesting about this season is it's the only time in Survivor history, unless I'm wrong, that you are forced to give information in order for your advantage to, in order to get the advantage, you know, because yeah, I don't like, I don't like yeah. that. I would almost rather not. That's why. That's what I'm it's saying. Funny. That, be, that beware advantage that is somewhere yeah. on on the blue camp. Whoever yeah. gets that, I'm sorry, because yeah. whoever whoever picks that up and actually opens it, because I I just feel like people have their hopes up and they they're not seeing things like we're seeing them. They don't know about the beware advantage yet. I feel like going mm. into other seasons where people have watched this season, they won't pick up the beware advantage so much because it's mm. terrible. It's an awful advantage because even when you do have the idol, now other people know about it. At least is, two people, if not two, everybody. <laughs> at least two people know about it. And think about this. Everybody on yellow will know that you have it. Right. Except maybe Chantel. Yeah, yeah, everyone on yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chantel on Ua will know about it. Right. Jenny. She, and Jeannie. She's beware. And, and Jeannie. And, and I feel Jeannie. like Chantel will probably tell Ricard, Ricard. and possi possibly JD. So whoever finds it on blue, even if they don't tell anyone on their tribe, which I I think it'll happen anyways. Right. But even if they unless it's Nasir. Yeah. Even if even if they know and they get to a either tribe swap, which may never happen, or a merge, you know that at least how many people are going to four at least six other people will know about it at least, yeah. which is ridiculous. I would almost rather not have an idol. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Brad goes home. Not super surprising. Um. I don't think anyone had him as a winner pick. Uh, not that he's not a good player, but you know, he just he seems to not be totally like have the social awareness when it comes to playing a game like this, you know. But um, he's a great character. I don't think he, I don't think he quite had the potential that uh, Moche had. Yeah, but it's still. almost like if you, it's almost like if you would throw someone from like the first four seasons. In, into like modern survivor you know i almost feel like that's what it was like with brad like he's so he's so someone that would have been casted in like the original seasons yeah um, yeah but would those people be as paranoid as the old farts we see on the show now because tiffany 
Tiffany, Nasir, and Brad, the three oldest of the tribes, I think besides yeah. Heather, um, like they're the oldest. Usually those are the calmest, and but man, those have been the most paranoid. We we talked about this in our last recap, and mm-hmm. we, we saw it again. You know, Tiffany strong arming her way into the summit, being Tiffany. Um, yeah, Brad, while he did have a good morning, like you said, at night. And then yeah. Nasir, we see Nasir stumble once again with, you can't tell Sydney anything, bro. You you don't need to talk to Sydney, Nasir. Yeah. Bro, it's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, in episode one, our MVP was Evie. Episode two was Chantel. Honestly, episode three, I might give it to Chantel once again. <laughs> I would probably give it to Chantel again too. Um, Jeez, she is just killing it. I mean, like she's like she's my like in season winner pick. Yeah, Chantel is doing a fantastic job. And by the way, Adam, we didn't mm. talk about this at the beginning. Please okay. don't pull up. Please don't pull up my fantasy our fantasy draft because oh. I have Brad too. Oh, that's so true. over three, the first four boots. The first oh, over four. four. Oh man, I had, I'm doing. Terrible. I forgot. Yeah, let me pull it up now so it's ready. I had Brad um, on my team, so that sucks. Anyways, yeah, I would player of the player of the week for me. I would probably also give to Chantel. Oh, oh man! Oh man! My team is looking not <laughs> too hot. Yeah, Eric, Sarah, Voce. But you do have Chantel. I do have Chantel. And I also have Deshaun, who, when I talked about my power ranking, I think he I think he has the potential to emerge yeah. as a huge merge threat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no tribe swap yet. I don't think we're going to see one for a while. I don't think so either. I know it was leaked that... Um, uh the merge buff leaked um it's like red it's like this cool like bright red color uh like pastel kind of like what they've been doing with these new buffs i saw somebody Um, already had it which is ridiculous yeah 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 i think i think it was someone who's like works for the show though or something i don't know or knows someone that works for the show all i know adam is that my three buffs ship out on the 14th and i can add to my collection back there yeah yeah, I'm probably just gonna get the the merge buff. I'm hoping that we can, um, you know, get. Uh, what was I gonna say? Lost my train of thought there. But the um, I, I'm I'm be honest. I'm not a big uh, tribe swap guy. I don't like hate them, but I've just I've never really enjoyed a tribe swap. I I kind of like the idea of Here's like what I want with your teams, and then I want one tribe to get decimated so hard that they have to have a mutiny. Hmm. All right. I think it'll happen with Yase. Do you think it would be interesting for just one season? I'm not saying this would be a permanent thing, but just for one season, uh, um, you you would have the opportunity to mutiny anytime you want. Ooh, no, I don't think it's smart. What if it's only you can mutiny one time? In the whole season, and you could only do it immediately after 
your tribe wins a challenge. It's not like, oh, we lose a challenge. I'm about to go home. Let me that's, mute. That's an interesting and complex twist that I think would just complicate things even worse. I think, no. Which means they would probably go for it. Okay. How about, <laughs> I'll do you one better, Adam. Put your twist in and take out the shot in the dark. Okay. I feel I like I feel like we're not going to see the shot in the dark that much. I feel like the shot in the dark is just not going to get used. It's kind of like if anyone watched the um, Australian Survivor season the, the, this year, the Brains versus Bronze, they did this thing where, uh, and it was only at like final seven they introduced this, and it was just like out of nowhere, they were like, "They was welcome to Tribal Council." Oh, by the way, we have four urns. If you get voted out, you break an urn, and in one of the four urns, there's a clue that says, oh, you're back in to the game. And uh, the first person that got voted up broke it, nothing, second person. And then the next time, there was three urns, and then the next time, there was two. I think it was at two, she broke it and was back in, and it was just like this random thing to like be able to get voted off and come back. Um it was just kind of like thrown at it, a tribal that like it was just, everyone that watched it was just kind of like, all right, whatever. Um, I feel like that's going to kind of this shot in the dark could kind of be like that. If, um, my, if, if I was on the island and mm -hmm. I felt even like 30 percent sure I was going home, I would use it. But oh, yeah. that's that's just me. I don't feel like I don't feel like they're using it to their fullest potential. Um, if I was Sarah, definitely would have definitely would have thrown the shot in the dark. If I was, yeah, it it, de it depends because Eric, I feel like was actually blindsided, so I don't feel yeah. like he would have used it. I feel right. like Sarah should have used it. I feel like she had an inclination that it might be her, even if it might be someone else, bro. Even if it might be me, I would I would use that crap because there's no way I would go home without a fight. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about was uh, what's up with JD? Did he? Did I watch the episode right? Did he give Chantel his extra vote? I was wondering where we were going to talk about that. He gave it away. It's an extra vote, right? Not a steal of vote. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, there's so much advantages out there. I'm like having trouble losing track. But I he think Brad had a Brad had an extra vote, so maybe JT had steal, right? No, I honestly got, forget. He got an extra. He got an okay. extra. He okay. um he did give it to Chantel, and then we saw in the preview for the next episode, it looks like she's not giving it back. I haven't seen the preview for the next one. So. It looks like it it looks like she's not giving it back to him after this travel, which good is, which is interesting. And I would do the good same thing. I would do the exact same thing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Chantel is just uh just killing it out there. Um, Chantel, Chantel's killing it, and that was a stupid move on JD because I don't even think he had to do that to earn back yeah. trust. No. In a weird way, him getting caught saved him. Maybe. Um, if I was JD, maybe I would just throw my... I mean, better than giving it to Chantel. I'm not saying this is a good move, but it's better than giving mm. it to Chantel. i just throw it in the fire in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. That would it's not the perfect move, but it's a better move than giving it to her. Yeah. Um would not have given it to her if I was JD. Uh 
But has Eric taught you all nothing? Did you, what, what, were you too young to watch that episode, JD? And J and yeah, um, as Explorer JC say saying in the chat, he brought up giving it to her. Yeah. He said he said, and you know, this is an exact quote. He was like, "I would even be willing to give it up," you know. And this has would, happened before, hasn't this happened before that someone got caught and they gave their idol to someone because they got caught with it? I, I I know this has happened before once before, but it was an it was an, it was with an idol. Must have not been too meaningful because I can't think of the person. Yeah. Yeah, if it comes to me, I'll think of it. But um, I know last episode we kind of ended it with um, saying like three most likely to win, three most likely not to win. Do you um, do you want to? Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Do you want to do that again? So three least likely to win is it's easy for me because I did the power rankings. So three least likely to win it would be a genie. Then I would probably say. JD, mm-hmm. and then I would probably say Erica once again, just because I literally haven't seen anything from her. She's getting a purple Kelly edit. She should have dyed her hair a different color. Um, three most likely to win right now. It's Chantel. Big on her. Big on Chantel. Um, Evie. And then I, it's hard to decide between Danny or Deshaun, but right now it's looking Danny. Danny, Chantel, and who? Danny, Chantel, and Evie. Evie. My top Evie, three. Evie. Okay. Yeah, my top three. And sorry, your bottom three was um, uh, Jeannie, Erica, and Heather? JD. JD, okay. I'd probably switch out JD for Heather. Okay. Um, my three most likely, I'd still put Ricard up there. Um, obviously, Chantel, and probably, yeah, Danny or Evie. It's got to be. I'll, like, I'll say Evie based I on what like, I've seen in the show. I, I don't want to like take knock, anything outside. I feel like knock on wood, we'll probably see more of Ricard come merge time because I definitely think he'll make the merge. It's looking like. I think we'll see more of him then. Um, when it comes more, when, when we get to see more strategy, I think we'll see a lot more of him. But I haven't seen enough from Ricard to say he's in my top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's how I feel about Deshaun, too. I feel like we'll see more of Deshaun at Merge as well. But Well, the reason I put Ricard up there is, um, and uh, I mean, obviously, he, he probably got the most preseason press of anyone. Two is he just, you know, still has that feel of like just has that winner feel to him. Three is like he's had um, a decent amount of confessionals, but not like a ton. Because anyone that has like a ton seems to never win anymore. Um, really since yeah. like the Samoa Heroes and Villains era. Chantel um, could be your fallen angel and you just don't know it yet. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Kind of could, could be getting like the Rick Devins type at it which would be unfortunate because that would you know it rips her heart out when they don't win but yeah um uh and then the thing with ricard is like i feel like he's playing like a little more low-key he's i feel like he's playing similar to chantel in the sense that like 
he's doing he he's established himself in, in a very good position without having to do much like he hasn't yeah. made any big moves he hasn't revealed anything he hasn't like create made people create paranoia around him but yet if at the same time me, if you asked me what is the textbook way to play survivor and win it would follow the the closest trajectory would be ricard mm -hmm. yeah. i would say ricard is like closest to playing a textbook game of winning survivor because mm -hmm. you're not emerging as a threat too early but you have the potential to just absolutely obliterate people when it comes merge, which is what you have to do. Um, the only reason I put Chantel ahead of him is because, well, obviously Chantel now has JD's advantage, but also in a weird way, because Chantel is the one who caught JD, I feel like JD is more, um, what's the word? He, he uh, He's more indebted to Chantel than oh, he is with Ricard. And also JD, JD doesn't like Ricard, and we know that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I would say Ricard does didn't know about uh, Brad's stuff, but now that Brad's gone, that really doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. And I feel like we haven't seen in the edit of Chantel sharing Brad's info with um, Ricard. But, but, but does Chantel know? I know Brad told her about just the idol. But he and he told her about the phrases. So I guess that's one thing Ricard doesn't know, or at least we the edit is leading you to believe at the moment that Ricard doesn't know about the whole phrases thing. So I guess there is some information that Chantel has that Ricard doesn't. So that's why I still put Chantel ahead of Ricard. I mean, to me, Chantel has played ten out of ten perfect game thus far. Ricard, I give like nine point five out of ten. Yeah, uh, Chantel's played a great game. Um, so far, my only worry is, will people start to pick up on that? You know, because if I'm Ricard and I'm watching Chantel play, yeah, I would stick by her for a long time because I feel like Chantel would get taken out in the merge. Like if if other people are wise enough to see what she's actually doing, right? I don't know, right? I was going to respond to Russell's Russell Muscle's comment here. Does this being indebted mean anything anymore in Survivor? I think it does if the person you're indebted to has power. Like, I know you compared it to Kelly and Island of the Idols, but Kelly wasn't really, you know, was she? I know she had two idols, but like, or I guess one idol at that point, or no, I can't remember if she had one or two at that point, but uh, she didn't, wasn't really in a power position. Chantel feels like she is on top of the green tribe at the moment. Like everyone comes to her. She's basically been like the top dog for every um, decision, you know, like, uh, yeah, is, so far. Which so if I you're feel in like, Ricard's, if you're in Ricard's position, it's a boring, but yeah. great way to play the game right now. And also Dean didn't have anything to give Kelly other than a vote. Um, JD uh, has, the extra vote. So not he anymore. has something Dean didn't. Not well, I meant at the time of the indebtedness. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it seems like we're in agreement here. MVP Chantel. Um, interesting episode three. Um, but yeah, next week for episode four, it's going to be the same thing, guys. I'm uh, working on a 
horror movie in the middle of the woods in northern New Jersey. And I mean, like, northern. Like, we're so north in New Jersey that, like, sometimes when we're driving, we'll see a sign. It's like, welcome to New York. And then we'll make a left and be like, welcome to New Jersey. Like, we're just all over, like, the zigzagging through the border. Um, but, like, we're in, like, the it's it's the mood to to give like the short the movie is like two campers go hiking and uh they they get split up because this like creature in the woods is chasing after them and the girl finds this like guy who's like been hunting the monster for his whole life and tries to kill him with him or he's protecting her but the whole movie is in the woods so like i get absolutely no reception at all um Can confirm we tried to go live in yeah. his hotel room yeah. and you and he looked like he was moving like at 0 0.2 frames a second so yeah confirm yeah yeah we're in like a cabin in like the middle of nowhere in the woods like just tear i i get home every day from set and i have like you know five missed texts three missed calls 10 missed emails so i'm like so out of the loop on like world events um if you're a football fan, I was just telling my friend like Stefan Gilmore getting traded or released from the Patriots, like a huge, 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 I mean, defensive player of the year, huge news story. I didn't even know about it till like three days ago. Um, so, or I mean, I didn't even know about it till today. It happened three days ago. So like, I am just, so I get to come home to New York city for like 24 hours on the shuttle uh, to do like my laundry and stuff and this podcast. And that's it. But anyway, long story short, um, I think it's like two more weeks. We're probably going to do it on Saturday, but during those times, uh, and potentially future times, Gideon is going to be doing a stock watch power rankings, uh, potentially solo, maybe bring on a guest here and there. We'll see how that goes. But, um, the day after, and then once this movie's over, we'll go back to being like your day after podcast. Um, but, uh, everything should be back to normal before, the merge happens unless it's like a weird super early merge, but um, yeah, excited for the rest, rest of the season. Um, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss these episodes. Um, if you're listening live on uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, thanks for listening to us on there. And if you don't, and you're listening to us on YouTube, but would like to have that option of just listening and not hearing whether you're listening, you want to listen to, some cool survivor content when you're driving or on a plane or, you know, unable to watch. Um, you can find us on those. You can just search reality pop on all those, or the link to all of those are down below in the description, as well as the link to our TikTok and to our discord where we have a bunch of survivor super fans talking about the season as it goes on. Um, one other thing I forgot, if you're a member, we are going to be raffling off buffs. So if you are a member, you get a free entry into the raffle. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for this episode. Anything I miss? No. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much, guys. Hope you enjoyed episode three and our recap of it. And I'll see you all next week for episode 